It's Sunday morning. Time for the Great Outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Good morning. Welcome to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. Thank you so much for joining me this spring morning. Hopefully it's a spring morning where you are. The show this morning, I've got some interesting things to cover, some of which are in the great outdoors spectrum, but stretching maybe, and others are which are dead on the issues that we talk about. But I'm going to start off with, yes, it's related to the great outdoors, but I, I couldn't miss this opportunity to talk about an experience I had recently when I went hiking on the California coast. Unfortunately, it involved being in San Francisco, which is arguably as pretty a city as there is in the world. And I love Chicago, and those of you who've listened to me on the air for all these years know how much I love Chicago. I love the lakefront. I love walking on the lakefront in the dead of winter. I love walking on the lakefront in the spring, summer, and fall. Although I, I, I really will say we have a lot of work to do on the lakefront as we have crevasses, basically, and some of our cement that you're supposed to ride a bike or walk on that you could lose a, you could lose a body or a baby stroller or a bicycle in. It's, it's unbelievable how the city during this last couple of years has let certain areas of the lakefront decay. I love San Francisco, always have. And to go hiking in Northern California, you have to go through San Francisco. And a lot of us have heard, if, if not seen, the stories of what's happened in San Francisco. Well, I'm going to say that I had to see it with my own eyes, not because I wanted to, but because I had to go to San Francisco before taking off hiking in Northern California. It's true. The footage you've been seeing and the stories you've been hearing are true. I rented a car. I took everything out of the car and put it in the apartment where I was staying for the night. At 2 o'clock in the afternoon, on a Saturday afternoon, on a beautiful spring afternoon in San Francisco, on Bay Street at the marina, one of the best areas in San Francisco, my car window was smashed. There was nothing, zero, to take in the car. Side past the side rear rear window was smashed. The individual who did it put their hand in, threw down the back seat to access the trunk. There was nothing in the trunk and left my car and left me with a $600 bill to get it fixed and a really bad taste in my mouth. And as I spent the day and night in San Francisco, I saw everything we've been told we would see. Garbage, pans, turned upside down and thrown all over the street as people look for things in the garbage. Needles on the sidewalk. And broken car windows on every block. I mean, there there's signs on cars. People have put, put taped things on their car windows. Car is unlocked. Nothing to steal. And the windows are broken. I, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm sure those of you listening have never seen anything like it. 
So what does this have to do to the great, the great outdoors? When we talk about all the issues and all the fun things in the world, it makes me sick. And I'm sure it makes you sick. And this is not, unfortunately, while San Francisco may be the poster child of this, we're seeing it in Chicago. I was in Denver recently for a premiere showing of the incredible IMAX film, Wings Over Water. And we were told when we came to the, the museum in Denver, the IMAX Natural History Museum, we were told, don't leave anything in your cars. This is insane. I happened to experience it firsthand in San Francisco. If I had had my hiking gear and everything I needed, it all would have been stolen. I don't know what, what's going to happen, how this is going to stop, but I can tell you, it's it just a city that is one of the great ones in the world, and as is Chicago, and Lord knows in Chicago we have, we have lots of issues. But to have it happen firsthand to me in San Francisco, I guess if you want to go to the great outdoors, the very simple thing is don't stop in a major city in America today or you're going to have problems. And, and unfortunately, that's my experience. So I, I tell you about it in the context of, you know, things coming out of this pandemic are certainly different. And one of the different things is you can't even leave a car, even if it's unlocked with nothing in it on a street in San Francisco on your way to a hiking trip and not have the windows smashed and it broken into. Pathetic. So on my story about hiking for a second, there is no better place to hike in the spring than the coast of Northern California, or for that matter, the coast of Southern California. Although Southern California gets pretty crowded, particularly as you go far south, unless you end up on some of the really uh, the beaches that are not exactly um, the greatest for, for sand, and they have a lot of rocks on them. You won't find a lot of people there. But San Francisco's got the coastline all the way down from San Francisco to Carmel and then moving north up into Ross and up the coast. It is some of the most spectacular coastline in the world, and it's some of the greatest walking and hiking. It's not even hiking to some extent. It's, it's walking on trails. Sure, you can, do, you can go hiking and you can climb thousands of feet, a vertical up and down, but it's an experience that is is unlike any other because you're you are so close to such a major metropolis, and yet at the same time you are so removed. And it reminds me sometimes of when I used to be on Lake Michigan in the summer, and the city's got millions of people, and you get out on the lake and you get away from the harbor and you're virtually alone. And if you're out on the lake at night, you are alone. The same is true of when you're hiking in California. Southern California with some now 20 million people in Southern California, you still can go to beaches where you're not really going to see anybody, or if you do, you're going to see a few people. San Francisco area with its millions of people. You go to beaches where there is no one except maybe someone running a dog or kite surfers out surfing. It shows you that the great outdoors is really within reach of so many great cities and cities that you can easily get to. And I'm spending some time on it because this summer it's going to be extremely hard to go to a lot of places that you might think you want to go to because if you don't have a reservation, you're not going to get in. It is absolutely has gone crazy. Try any lodge or outfitter in Alaska full. Not only full this year, but full next year. 
And I've been at this a long time, and I'm fortunate to know a lot of wonderful people. I wanted to go to Alaska this September, not a chance. So I said to a friend of mine, well, let's go the following September, September of 2023. The lodges that we've gone to in the past we wanted to go to all sold out for September of 2023. That's a year and a half from now. So this is happening across particularly America. Canada is a little bit different because Canada still, there are a lot of people who are somewhat uneasy about going to Canada. They're still, depending on where you go, there, there are certain things that are happening restriction-wise. But Alaska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, the Carolinas, it doesn't matter where you want to go. Idaho, Colorado, Montana, Utah, you can name them all. They're all sold out. So one place that's not sold out is the coast of California. Despite its millions of people, it has just fabulous coastline. And it has towns that you can stay in and you can go hiking. The the Pacific Coast is, is pretty tough boating. But if you want to have spectacular views and you want to have wonderful hiking, the coast of California and on up into Oregon is really hard to beat. So if you're looking for an escape this summer and, and you've looked at all the lodges and resorts and guides and campsites and all those things, I mean, forget about going to Yellowstone Park or Glacier or Yosemite. You're not going to be able to do it. You can still get into the great outdoors, just have to go a little off the beaten path. My only comment to you would be, if you do go, and you do go through San Francisco, keep going. Don't park your car in the street. And for goodness sake, don't leave anything in your car. Hopefully that'll get turned around at some point. But for right now, it's a no-go zone, at least for me, based on what I experienced. Thanks for listening here. I'll be right back with much more in the great outdoors. And when I do, I'm going to talk about, you may have read that Congress is coming back into session for a few months. They got a big agenda. I'm going to talk about a couple things on the agenda that, that are, are really important to the future of conservation in America as we move into this election cycle. You're listening to Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN. And first, a message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. In the field, hunters need to be alert, sense the environment around them and know exactly where they are, communicate seamlessly with their dogs and when it comes to pickup trucks you want the same qualities the all-new chevy silverado comes with an available 4g wi-fi hotspot for seamless communication it's designed to handle the toughest loads with advanced trailering technology tough on the road and off and the all-new design gives you more cargo space than the competition Chevy Silverado is the most dependable, longest-lasting, full-size pickup on the road. Plus, there's never been a better time to see your local Chevy dealer about the Big Fix lease. It's an amazing lease deal that can lower your monthly payments and give you more Chevy, all for less money. That's a treasure hunt. So head to your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and see why Chevy is the number one best-selling brand in Chicagoland, now eight years running. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. and Thank you for being with me this morning. And headline came across from the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership a couple days ago. The highest priorities for conservation. 
The headline was a session. As session days become more limited, lawmakers should seal the deal on these conservation wins. Early on in the Biden administration, there was great progress on some of the things that are really important to the future of, of conservation in America. And we now have the chance to see some of those things come to fruition. And perhaps the most important act that Congress could pass, since they're still throwing money around like there's no tomorrow, is the Recovering America's Wildlife Act. And this is something that comes out of the Blue Ribbon Committee that was led several years ago by Johnny Morris at Bass Pro Shops, on which I was fortunate to sit as we talked about things that can be done to, uh, it was a government-appointed committee, as we talk about things that can be done to make the outdoors better. And the result was the House and the Senate came up with bills under the Recovering America's Wildlife Act that would invest nearly $1. billion annually in state wildlife agencies for the conservations of thousands of species that are going to be vulnerable to listing under the Endangered Species Act. And if those species get helped, all species are going to get helped. And as you know from listening to me, I'm not a person who believes in a lot of government money, but I do believe in the notion of the private-public sector working together. This is a chance to do so. It will unleash federal capital to be worked with private sector capital, whether it be Ducks Unlimited, Nature Conservancy, National Audubon Society, Delta Waterfowl, Rough Grouse Society, Trout Unlimited. It will create a groundswell of support to address some of the biggest conservation problems that we have facing us in this country. So it's really important that we do pass, it's in committees, that we do pass the Recovering America's Wildlife Act. It's in the Natural Resources Committee of the House, and it's in the Senate. So we now need to have the legislation consolidated between the two of them and, and taken to the president, and, and I think it will get signed. A long time pork barrel, if there ever was one piece of pork, has been something called WERDA, the Water Resources Development Act. If you want to find where legislators bury money for special projects, it's been in WERDA, and it's been in WERDA for a long time. However, there are some good things about WERDA, and it helps waterways in particular for clean water when we are rebuilding the infrastructure of this country under some of the, the money that's been appropriated. There are elements of it that can be used for helping reduce flooding and clean up our water. If only WERDA were a more efficient program, I would feel a lot better about saying, let's pass it. But I think in this case, there's enough good that's going to go for water resources out of the Water Resources Development Act that we just can put up with the billions that will be wasted on things that, frankly, don't make a lot of sense. But that's the way Washington works. I've been around it for a while. So you, you, you have to sometimes say there's more good than bad here. 
And in the case of what's happening with the proposed Water Resources Development Act, or as they love to put acronyms in Congress, WERDA, it should be passed. It'll help fisheries across the country. It'll help clean water, and it will help also reduce flooding. A key thing that is happening in Congress is the introduction of the North American Grasslands Conservation Act. This has the support of just about everybody. And it's the idea of developing a first of its kind. It's not been done before. This is different from CRP, the Conservation Reserve Program, or the Wetland Reserve Act. This is a partnership between private and public sector to save our imperiled grassland habitats. And I've talked a lot about this. I'm going to talk more about it because as we deal with the efforts to take carbon out of the air. We know that grasslands are a fabulous sequester of carbon. So the more grass we can have on the prairies, the more we can sequester carbon. And the North American Grasslands Conservation Act works towards doing that. We, remain, we know that the biggest remaining threat to our grasslands is their development of being put under the plow as we have genetically engineered crops that can grow in areas where they couldn't grow before. Take a drive to North Dakota. If you haven't been there in 20 years, you'll say, I'm not in North Dakota because there's corn and soybeans everywhere. Or if you've never been to North Dakota, you don't think of North Dakota as a place they grow a lot of corn. Why don't you go 600 miles north of North Dakota and go up to a place called the Pa, Manitoba, and they're growing corn there. We have so genetically changed how these crops can grow. And it's a fact that corn production and soybean production, particularly with the ethanol support and crop insur- federal crop insurance support, are far more, uh, have a far greater economic benefit than grass. So we've got to do something or we're going to find ourselves with almost no grasslands left. And as we talk about trying to Reduce carbon, whether you believe in climate change or not, that's not the subject. We know that grass reduces carbon because it sucks it down into the roots and buries it, takes it out of the air. We're going to lose one of the great tools for doing that. So the North American Grasslands Conservation Act is a definite winner. Next week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this because for the next six weeks, We have a lot of things that we might get done for the benefit of conservation. Thanks so much for being with me. I hope you have a great week in the great outdoors. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voices Chicago and America, 720 WGN.